Hello, and welcome to the Calvary Road Baptist Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Shirley, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. Each week, we will be releasing sermons and studies delivered directly from the pulpit at our church. Our goal with this podcast from Calvary Road Baptist Church is to make the gospel and sound biblical preaching more available to a wider audience. We hope that these sermons will be a blessing and an encouragement to you each week. As the scripture reads in Psalm 119 and verse 116, Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Now, let's hear from God's word. chapter 150, the final one uh, that is given to us in the book of Psalms, this collection of songs of praise that we have in our Bible, the, uh, the longest book of your Bible. It has the longest and shortest chapters in your Bible. Uh, it is a very important place to read. It's an important place with a lot of important things to say. We're going to look at the last thing that's written here, the last psalm that's written that we're given here in Psalm 100. And 50, we're going to read this psalm all together. Uh, And here is what the Bible says in Psalm 150 in verse number 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. No matter what you might think or what you might believe about praise, I think we can all agree that most of us have probably fallen short of the praise of the psalmist here. I mean, you've got 150 chapters in this, in this book alone that are almost singularly in every chapter in one way or another deal with the idea of lifting God above us. Amen. And how that we, every one of them, whether it mentions the word praise or not, is written as a praise to God. Amen. There are a lot of chapters written about the storm and the danger that surrounds us and how that He is our strong tower and that we can run into Him and be safe and that we can... He will hide us under the shadow of His wings and, and all those sort of things throughout your Bible. That He's our buckler and He's our defense. Amen. And that is praise to God. There are the chapters that speak of prophetically the Lord Jesus Christ and His death. and, and I mean, the, the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I mean, you can't hardly get more praising than that. Psalm is a book of praises. It's a, it's a, it's a book of lifting God up above men. And many of them were written by the psalmist David, as he is known, King David. Uh, But the fact is, I mean, mean, just listen to this Psalm chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Now I know that that type of language, using those these and thous, is something that our culture has gotten away from. Uh, but the fact still stands that even if we were to, if you want to say, put it into our own words, we aren't spending a lot of time talking like that, are we? When's the last time you stood up in church 
And before you say, well, this was written down, amen, it was written down so they could stand up in church and say it. When's the last time you stood up in church and said something like, I want to praise God with my whole heart. I want to lift up God with my whole heart and with my hands because He is high and lifted up and He has done marvelous things for me. And He's done marvelous things before the whole earth. And, and just talk about how good and how big and how glorious God is. Because that's what the psalmist was all about. Lifting up God before men. Praising Him. Amen. That's what Psalm 150 is all about. Praising God. He said, praise ye the Lord. And then you know how he ended it? Praise ye the Lord. He wanted to make it very clear that from beginning to end, this little short six-verse chapter has one topic. Amen. And that's praising God. We talk about the unity of the church and coming together, and we've spoken... I mean, we've talked about unity in a lot of ways. We've talked about the unity of the Father. Last week we talked about the unity of the church together as one body in Christ and how that the church is our blessing. Amen. And all the good things that God has done for us through His church. Amen. We've talked about the unity of the Spirit, the unity of baptism and all these things. But can I tell you, there's, there's nothing quite like God's people coming together in one place and with one voice praising God. Amen. I mean, there is just something special about a group of people united in salvation coming together and just praising God together. Now, I'm not talking about a group of, I don't know how many there are of us here this morning, let's say a group of 50 or 60 people coming together and one or two people praising the Lord. That's a blessing. Can I say that's a blessing? The Bible said we're two or three are gathered in His name. He'll be there in the midst of them. And that's the way that He is. And I'm thankful for those two or three, but I mean, come on. When we come to God's house and I say, are you glad you say this morning? And most of you say, amen. You're saying that because you're saved. And if you're saved this morning, then you ought to be able to come into God's house and in unity together with each other, praise God with one voice. Amen. That's what we need. We need the unity of our praise when we come here into the house of God. Because, I mean, we can look at the fervency of spirit that David had to have when he's writing these words. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Amen. You know what David wasn't? Bored. You know what he wasn't thinking about when he's doing this? Something else. And when he came in and, the, and he would recite these words, and they would sing these songs. I can tell you right now, David, who was a man after God's own heart, I can tell you right now, when he said the Most High, he was picturing God, high and lifted up on His throne. And we talked about His marvelous works. I have no doubt he was thinking about all the earth before Him that God had made, and all the things in his own life that he had done, and how that David had seen the miracles of God. I guarantee he was reminded of that time when Samuel came to his house, and he was anointed with that oil as the future king of Israel. And that God had, had moved in such a mighty way in his life. And you're thinking, well, I've never been anointed king. Oh, but you've been blessed. God has come to your house, has he not? And, and as David is thinking about God, and he is, he is beginning to praise him. And he says, oh, thou most high. He is thinking about all that God is and all that God has done. And in Psalm 150, we're given some pretty clear explanation of what it means to praise God. And can I tell you what it does not mean? Sitting there silently and nodding your head. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with nodding your head. In fact, sometimes you need to. Sometimes a preacher says something, he needs to see one of these right here. You know? But I can tell you that praise goes further than that. Let's look here. We're just going to go verse by verse in this chapter and give you this thought about praise. First of all, I want you to see the place of our praise. Look at verse number 1. Here's what the psalmist said. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. This is the where of our praise. The place of our praise. Where does he say? Well, he gives two places. Right here in this chapter, the first, in His sanctuary. You know where that is? It's right here. That's God's house. That is His sanctuary. I can't help but think about David and how that David loved God and had such a heart for God that he wanted to build God this temple that would be great and glorious and magnificent. But God told him that because he was a bloody man, that he would not be able to build the house of God. But you know what David did not do when God told him he couldn't build the house? He didn't stop praising him. And he didn't stop praising him in the sanctuary. They'd get together in the tabernacle, that that movable place, that little small place. And and I I guarantee as he did that and he praised God there, he pictured all the gold and all the silver. And he had this great vision of what this temple would one day be. And that vision was so strong that while he was unable to build it during his lifetime, he gathered all the necessary materials and all the necessary plans so that his son Solomon, when he would become king, all he had to do was step up and do what he was told to do. And Solomon did just that. He built that temple, and it was built for all of God's glory. And there in that sanctuary, as they came together that first day, you know what they did? Praised God. Praised Him. Now, sometime back, I don't know exactly when, uh, I preached a message concerning the unity of our worship. And I explained to you then, there's a difference between worship and praise. They're used synonymously in our modern language, but the truth is there is a significant difference between the two. Worship involves you getting lower. Amen. Worship is like that that, uh, definition, that uh, comparison, if you will, of a dog that licks the hand of his master. It is a servant seeing a master and and lowering themselves and and, and putting themselves in the proper perspective and, and lowering their faces to the ground. The Bible often gives that example of how that they would lay their faces to the ground and worship. Because to worship is to visualize God in His proper perspective and ourselves in our proper perspective. But you know what? True worship will often produce true praise. Because praise is what Brother Joe was talking about a minute ago so colorfully. Raising the roof, this right here, your hands up in the air. That praise is lifting Him up. That's what it is. It's lifting God up. It's not just lowering yourself, but it is lifting Him up. That's what, that's what David did in Psalm 9, 1 and 2 when he said, I'm going to praise you with my whole heart. I'll show forth all thy marvelous works. He's saying, God, you're so good and you're so big. And the place that we're supposed to do that is right here. Don't tell, well, I praise God at home. Sure. If you can't praise God in the midst of people who love God, believe God, and are also praising God, don't tell me you're doing it at home. This is the first place you praise God. In His sanctuary. That's the first place. I mean, we're just looking here in our chapter, in our verse. Chapter and verse, Psalm 150, verse 1. Praise God in His sanctuary. That we ought to come here to this place and praise Him. Psalm 134, verse 1. Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. So what does that praise look like? This. What do you say? 
Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Is that what he said? Well, I just don't think, I think, I think all this emotionalism is, is a problem. Well, I think disregarding the Word of God is a problem. And I think when the Bible says, lift your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord, that's a pretty good idea what it means to praise Him. Isn't it? I mean, we're just looking at what the Bible says. All ye servants of the Lord, are you a servant of the Lord? Bless Him. Praise Him. Where? Right here. I'm not telling you that you've got to get up and run a lap. If you did, it wouldn't bother me. But I'm not telling you to do that. All I'm telling you is maybe some of this every once in a while. Why? This is lifting Him up. Thank you, God. It's seeing Him in His proper perspective and, and lifting His name and praising Him and blessing Him for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Psalm 134, bless the Lord, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. So where should we praise Him? The place first is in His sanctuary. Secondly, He said this, praise Him, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in the firmament of His power. And that word firmament is, a, is an interesting word. You look it up in, in the Webster's 1828 dictionary, it tells us, it says this, that a firmament is a region of air, the sky, or heavens. Then he goes on to say, in Scripture, the word denotes an expanse, a wide extent, for such is the signification of the Hebrew word coinciding with regio, region, and reach. The original, therefore, does not convey the sense of solidity, but of stretching extension. Here's what he says. He said, it's the great arch or expanse over our heads in which are placed the atmosphere and the clouds and in which the stars appear to be placed and are really seen. So when he says to praise Him in the firmament of His power, here's what he's saying. Anywhere under the sky, praise the Lord. Say, well, what if I'm in space? Anywhere under the stars, Praise the Lord. That great arch of the heavens and the skies high above us. You know what that means? Everywhere, praise God. Amen. Amen. That it's good to praise Him right here. Now can I tell you what this place is? It's a real concentrated place of the Holy Spirit where we come together and God will breathe and move through singing and we will, like we just did, sing, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and so shall I be saved from my enemies. And then when we when we recite those words and we praise Him that, that the Spirit will move in this place and that you ought to see a hand go up and hear an amen or praise the Lord or hallelujah or whatever it is that the Lord puts in your heart to say to lift Him up and to praise Him. But you know what else we're supposed to do? Go out there and praise Him. In fact, we ought to praise Him out there for a few reasons. One, so that those out there will see us praise God and that them seeing us praise God that they might believe. You know what's concerning is Christians who can't even praise God in church. How are you going to praise God out there with all those who, to be honest, some of them don't like you. You know that, right? A lot of them hate you because of what you believe. How are you going to praise God out there and lift Him up when you can't do it right here amongst God's people? We need to praise the Lord. Amen. You do. You need to praise Him. Psalm 19.1 uh, Psalmist David said this, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Psalm 50, verse 6, The heavens shall declare His righteousness, for God is judge Himself. Selah. Psalm 97 and 6, The heavens declare His righteousness, and all the people see His glory. You know what that tells me? Everybody sees the glory of God. But not everybody's going to praise Him for it. 
When you go outside and you see the stars and you see the sky and you see the sun or the moon, my daughter is four years old and she just cannot, she cannot believe that the moon can come out when the sun is still up. That is just baffling to her. And the other day we were coming up that big hill by Brush Creek Church almost to our house and uh, the moon was out and the light was still out a little bit and it was a it wasn't quite half, it was like a crescent moon in the sky, mostly gone. And she said, Dad, Mommy, where's the rest of the moon? Where'd the rest of the moon go? And it's just baffling to her. And to us, we look up at it, it's just like, eh, it's nothing. But you know what it is? It's the glory and righteousness of God. When you look up, look, when you look up and you see all those stars in the sky, you should feel the same sense of wonder you did when you were four. Not because it's just beautiful, even though it is. Not because it's just, wow, there's so many, even though there are, but because God made that. And the Bible says that the heavens declare His glory. They declare His righteousness. And all the people see it, but not all the people are going to praise Him for it. So you should. Well, I, I, I don't know about that. Well, they don't know God. When somebody says, man, isn't that a beautiful sunset? You say, yeah, God made that. Isn't that a beautiful sunrise over the ocean? Yeah, isn't it crazy? how God made the sun and the moon and made all this possible? Isn't it crazy how God upholds all things by the word of His powers, the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, and how, how miraculous, and, and David said, marvelous by works. The place of our praise. We should praise Him in His sanctuary and in the firmament of His power. Secondly, the purpose of our praise. Why? We saw the where. What about the why? Why should we praise Him? Look at verse 2. Gives us two reasons. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. For His mighty acts. You know what? We, we don't hesitate for one moment to praise men for their mighty acts. Uh, someone does something valiant in battle. A soldier comes back from overseas and he has done some crazy thing and he is presented with a, a purple heart or some, some sign of his, uh, his, his uh, valor or his courage and and we honor that man or that woman for their work and what they did. And we should. I'm not saying we shouldn't. We should. And we recognize when people do great things and, and you know, someone, they win the, the winning shot on our ball team. And, man, we'll, we'll get a shirt with their name on it. And we'll, we'll holler and hoop and yell and praise. And you'll go get their autograph and we lift them up. And, and that's all just fine and normal and perfectly acceptable because of our culture. And, and that's all just part of life. And I'm not telling you you should never, ever show any appreciation to someone for when they do something good. Amen. When these little children get up here and they sing songs about the Lord and they put themselves out there, amen, it's good to say amen and tell them good job because we want to encourage them to keep doing what's right. Amen. But my goodness, if we'll praise man for his mighty acts, we ought to praise God the more. How much more should we praise this God who has created all things? Psalm 146, the first of these chapters that begin with praise ye the Lord here in the end of this, of this book. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I, I, while I live, will I praise the Lord. So he said in verse 2, I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth, and that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, 
which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and widow. And, but the way of the wicked, He turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations, praise ye the Lord. You know what those are? His mighty acts. Were you blind, and yet now you see? Were you bowed down, and yet now you've been lifted up? Were you a prisoner, a debtor to sin in the law, and you've been set free? Is that you? Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him for the wondrous and, and powerful and mighty things He's done. Not just in creation, but in your life. What miraculous things has God done for you? And, and there was a time when you stood and said, I just want to thank God for answering this prayer, but now, now you have very little to say. We need to praise Him. Praise Him. We've not run out of time to praise Him, but we will. One day we'll run out of time this side of heaven and, and over there we'll have eternity to praise Him. But my goodness, when I get there, I don't want Him to say, well, now it's time to start praising me. No, I, I want Him to say, well done. And, and I want Him to have felt the, 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 the joy of me praising Him in this life because that is my command to praise Him. Praise the Lord for His mighty acts. How did He, he lay down His life for mankind on the cross? That He died for you and He died for me. And why? Because He loves us. And by the way, Jesus was not a weak, mealy-mouthed, scrawny guy who couldn't do anything for Himself. He was the Son of God who had all power, the Bible says, that with a word He could have called down legions of angels. And yet He opened not His mouth because He's the strongest man who ever lived. What a mighty act He did when He let them spit on Him and pull the hair from His face and strike him, and mock him, and he opened not his mouth. What a mighty act he did when he said, no man takes my life, but I lay it down willingly. That I'm giving my life freely. Why? So that you don't have to pay the price that I'm paying. What a mighty act he did. And we ought to praise him for it. Amen. Amen. You say, well, I've been saved. Amen. Thank him. When they say, Do you got, anybody got a testimony, or anybody got a word of praise, or or someone says, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Hey, man, I'm blessed. God saved me when I was eight years old. and I'm just blessed and thankful to be saved. Praise Him. Amen. For His mighty acts. Not just His mighty acts, but He said this, praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him uh, for His excellent greatness. His excellent greatness. We should praise Him for who He is. Not just what He's done, but who He is. Psalm 148, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise Him in the heights, praise ye Him all His angels, praise ye Him all His hosts, praise ye Him sun and moon, praise Him all ye stars of light, praise Him ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens, let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created, He hath also established them forever and ever, He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, you dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling His word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, 
Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He's excellent. His excellent greatness is very simply this. It is He that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and all the inhabitants, therefore, are as grasshoppers. He is so much bigger than you, so much bigger than me, so much bigger than the country of the United States of America, so much bigger than the planet Earth, so much bigger than the seas and the heavens and the stars and the trees and all the beasts. And he said, all these things need to just praise Him. Everything. Praise God. When the sun rises in the morning, it declares His glory. The stars, and they shine at night, they declare His glory. The shining moon reflecting from the sun, they declare His glory. The trees and the winds and the rain and the hails and the storms and all of it, it all declares His glory. Who are we to not praise Him? Jesus said if they wouldn't, then these rocks would have to cry out. God help me if the rocks around me got to start praising Him. Because I won't. God help you if you come in here so blessed, so many mighty acts on your behalf that God has done for you, given you so many blessings, how that He just pours His blessings out on you and, and He's brought you here today into His sanctuary and you're too proud or too shy or too, I don't know, sinful that you would, you would deny the God of all heaven and praise Him. Does He deserve to be praised? For His mighty acts? For His excellent greatness? Paul said that I may know Him. The power of His resurrection. The fellowship of His sufferings. He said that He counted all things but lost. He said, yea, but dumb, that I may win Him. That I might have the excellency of the knowledge of Him. Just to know Him. That that was so excellent and so beyond anything that this world has to offer that it's so much better. And that's what we've got. Something that is so much better than anything else out there. And someone, I saw something someone had posted earlier today and it said something to the effect of that if you want to know what you love and you want to know what's in your heart, you'll see it in where your wallet is and where your mouth is. And they wasn't talking about church stuff. I just saw that and I thought, you know, you're right. The things that I love, I spend money on. That's why I spend way too much money on eating out. Hallelujah. And so do you probably. Amen. Because while I love food, I mean, I'm just going to level with you. I don't understand people that don't like food. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You just hate, you hate life and joy and good things? Because I love food. And I spend money on it. I enjoy other things. I'll spend money on those things. But even the things I don't spend money on, those things I love, man, I'll talk about it. You want to get, you want to get me to talk about something? Talk about something I've got a, an appreciation for? Man, I'll talk about it. I'll probably get on your nerves talking about it. Some of y'all would probably get on my nerves talking about things that you enjoy. Because that's just the way it is. And if we love Him like we should and we recognize His excellency. And where's the praise? Right here in this place. That's the why. We see the presenting of our praise. That's the how. Verses 3 through 5 said this, Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with a psaltery and harp. Praise Him with a timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him on the high-sounding symbols, There seems to be a through line through all this. And that's the first thing that we, the first way, if you will, the how, 
that we present our praise to Him, and it's through our music. I believe it was last week that I made a statement. When, you, when we come to church and we open up church about the same way every time we have service, just about with congregational singing. And Pop gets up here and he begins to lead us and Miss Brandy will begin to play. There's power in the blood. Amen. Glory to His name. You know what glory to His name is? That's praise. Amen. Glory to His name. And sometime when we sing that, we ought to give it one of the glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to His name. Why? Because my heart got the blood applied. Because of His mighty acts in my life. Did He do that for you? Have you actually been saved? Have you been saved? Can, do you know the place, the time? Were you there when the Lord came inside of you, the Holy Spirit moved in, and the, the blood of Christ was applied to your soul, then sometime, maybe not every time we sing there's power in the blood, maybe not every time we sing glory to His name, but sometimes you ought to, you ought to just feel a little bit of a, of a welling up inside of you when they sing those songs of Zion, and those, those spiritual songs we talk about, and we sing them together, that a hand ought to go up and you ought to say, Amen, thank you God for saving my soul with our song. You ought to say, well, Brother Paul, I can't sing like this one, or, or I can't sing like that one, or I can't play the piano uh, like Miss Brandy, or I, I can't play the, the cymbals or, or whatever it is in here. The, I can't play these instruments. Well, you know what? You can stand up and you can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And there's a problem when a Christian spends every opportunity that they have to praise God in church doing something else. Amen. Amen. I, I don't want to preach hard at you this morning. I don't want to tear you down. I'm trying to exhort you, but can I tell you, congregational singing is not the time to go to the bathroom. It's not the time to go do this or go do that. You know what it is? It's the time to praise Him. And it's your time. Say, well, I'm never going to get up and do a special. Great. Praise Him during congregational singing. Come into His sanctuary, stand up and sing out. and Say, man, I feel sorry for who's in front of me. Amen. But you know who's going to love it? God is. You get an opportunity, at least you get two on Sunday morning and at least one in every other service to just stand up and sing along with everybody else and just praise Him. Is that, is that all right? Are y'all with me this morning? Have I lost you? Because I mentioned going to the bathroom. Come on now. I know sometimes you got to go to the bathroom. I'm not telling you you shouldn't go to the bathroom. I'm telling you that a lot of times we come in and we think church starts at this time and then the congregational singing starts and we think, well, i got five more minutes so things get serious. Things are serious right now. It's time to praise God. And here you say, well, here in a minute they're going to preach, or here in a minute they're going to sing a special, and I'll praise Him then. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and praise Him then. But you've got to praise Him with your singing. You need to. Well, I'm not a singer. I don't, I, it doesn't matter. You're still supposed to do it. I, I mean, three verses. There are six verses in this chapter. Are you all listening? There are six verses in this chapter about praise, and three of them are about praising Him with our music. Seem like it's important? I'm not telling you you got to go take timbrel lessons or psaltery lessons, whatever those things are. Some of y'all are thinking about that sack butt. I don't know what that is. It's a weird instrument. I don't really want you to learn to play it. Amen. But you know what you can, oh, you know what you can do? You can come in here and you can stand up, open your mouth, and whether you can carry a tune in a five-gallon bucket or not, you can praise Him with your song. Amen. We present our praise 
through our music. Hebrews 13, 15, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. The easiest way to do that is singing in one voice with your church. Nobody knows, nobody notices. They look around and your mouth is moving. There might be a sound coming out, but we're all singing together. It's not about you. It's about all of us together lifting Him up with the sacrifice, the praise of our lips. Psalm 147, verse number 1, right here in these passages, Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. It is pleasant, and praise is comely. You know what that means? It's good to do it, and God likes it. And so would you. That's what it means. It's pleasant. It's pleasant and pleasurable to sing unto God, and it's comely, which means when God looks down, it's something He likes to see. Psalm 108, verse 1 through 3. My heart, he said this, Psalmist David said this, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. Say, well, I sing when I'm by myself in my car. Amen, and you should. Hallelujah. Praise him in the firmament of his power. But you know where else David said praise him? Among the people. That's right here. You and me, standing, praising God in our music. We present our praise in our music. We present our praises presented in our conversation. Hebrews, I read you Hebrews 13, 15, how that we are to give the sacrifice, the praise of our lips to God continually. Uh, but verse uh, 16, the next verse said this, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. I told you earlier, the things that we love, we talk about. That's seen in our regular daily life. And, and generally, that's what that communication is in the Bible. It's not just what you say, it's how you live. That's why I said, do good and communicate. It's that in our daily lives, we ought to show the praises of God. And when someone at work says, hey, how's it going? How was, how was the weekend? Oh man, we went to church, and I'm going to tell you, the Lord met with us. I just want you, I'm, just, I'm glad I'm saved, you know? I can't imagine living this life without having the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. I can't imagine going day to day with all the cares of this life and not having the Holy Ghost living inside of me. Amen. That we ought to do good and communicate. He said, forget not. Do it. Make sure you're doing it because in our daily lives, we ought to be praising Him in our life and communication, the things we say, in the streets, in our jobs. We ought to take every chance we get to lift Him up. Amen. My uncle, I can't remember if it was Tony or Matt, one of them was preaching at Dad's youth rally. My uncle Tony Shirley, or Brother Matt McDaniel, who preached that revival for us. I think it was Tony, my uncle, was giving this example of how he and Brother Matt had gone to Cuba some years ago with a missionary by the name of Brother Dale Cable, and that when they were going into Cuba at the time, and it's still kind of sketchy down there, but at the time, if they even heard breath that you were a Christian, it could get you in some very big trouble. And so the missionary had told them, as he said, when we get on the plane and we get over to this part of the country, when we land over there, he said, no talking in public about God or church or, or Jesus or anything. He said, just your regular speech. Just, just don't say anything about church stuff. And they're like, okay, that's fine. He's like, no, no, I'm serious. Like, don't say, they're like, come on, man, it's fine. We're not going to get up and start street preaching or anything. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Like, we won't say anything. He said they were sitting there in the airport or, or somewhere after they had landed there, and they were just kind of sitting there. And so one of them had said something or they'd seen something, just some off thing. And I think Tony said, man, thank the Lord. He said, Brother Dale went, don't say that. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't think about it. He said, and I just thought, okay, you know, went on, something, something else was going on. And somebody said something and just kind of general, said, man, thank God. 
And they was like, are you trying to get us killed? Because it was just some little bitty thing. And, but that was such a common part of their language that you, know, you hear the small, man, thank God. Thank the Lord. Because in our daily conversation, in our regular talk, I dare say some of us probably have some language and words in our daily talk we probably wouldn't want the Lord to listen in on. But what we ought to have is a commonality of praising God. Something good happens, thank the Lord. I, I told that the other night about how when I fell and busted this stupid ankle off that trailer, I was laying on the ground thinking I was dying and saying, God, please don't let it be broke. And I don't think it is. And so I wanted to say, thank you, Lord, for not letting my foot be broke. Say, well, you know what? You're probably just overreacting a little bit. Yeah, well, maybe, or maybe God just didn't let it be broke. I did pray it. I'm just going to praise Him. Because that's what we ought to do. Everywhere. We sing it in a sanctuary, and to communicate it, we forget not. Let me hurry up and finish now. Finally, I want you to see, we've seen through this chapter, through these verses, we see the place of our praise. We see that it's in the sanctuary and the firmness of power. We see the purpose of our praise. So, to praise Him for His mighty acts, and praise Him for His excellent greatness, to, to praise Him... <clears throat> Uh, for with in terms of presenting our praise, we praise Him with our music, we praise Him with, with our words and our communication, we just live daily praising Him. Finally, I want you to see the person commanded to praise. That's the who of our praise. Who is it who is told to praise Him in this chapter? Look at verse number 6. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, Praise ye the Lord. We have two commands in this chapter, in this verse right here, verse number six. A general command, first of all. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I'm looking around in here, and as far as I can tell, you've all got breath. I don't think anybody has suddenly passed away right here in our midst right now, or nobody is, nobody is an alien or something and doesn't need to breathe, I'm pretty sure you're all breathing this morning. That God, in His excellent greatness, and in His mighty acts, has protected you, has brought you here, and here you sit, breathing in, breathing out. And you ain't even thinking about it, and God's just filling this place with nice air for you to breathe, and this earth, He's holding it all together, and you're breathing, and you know what He says? So long as you're breathing... You ought to praise Him. Amen. Who? All of you. I ought to praise Him. The oldest person in the house ought to praise Him. The youngest in the house ought to praise Him. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, well, you know, some of these little ones are still pretty small. They, they don't really get it. My boy just turned one. I've already seen him in church. Sometimes he'll holler something out when people are saying amen. I'm pretty sure it's an amen. Because as he's learning his first words and learning his first sort of just, just how to react to situations he's already seeing and hearing people praising God, and I want him to. Amen. I want him to hear it now. I want him to see it now. And, and as by the time he's Peyton's age, that he'll already know to praise God. He'll already know that, that when we say, when his congregational singing, we stand up and we sing because I want everything that hath breath in my family to praise the Lord. As long as I'm here on this side of heaven, I want to give him the praise of my lips from my lungs, crying out with praise to God. Why? Because let everything that hath breath praise 
the Lord. Everything. It's a general command. It's widespread. It's not, it's not centralized to one group of people or, or to one socioeconomic status. It's every single living thing on the earth ought to praise God. It's a general command, but then we have a specific command. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Who is that? It's you. Just in case you were wondering and you're trying to find some loophole with the whole breath thing, he's talking to you. Not just a generalized everyone, but you specifically. Your first, middle, and last name. Your social security number. Your you. Not the one next to you. Not, not that one over there who's very vocal and always praising the Lord. Not that one over there who's really good at saying amen or who will put their hands in the air. You. You. I'm just too shy. I'm just not vocal. I'm not asking you to do anything crazy. I'm just telling you the Bible said when you come to his house, praise him with your singing. When you go out in that world, you talk about him, that you lift your hands in his sanctuary. Some of y'all pass out if, if your arm went up. Some of y'all need to practice. Maybe we should have practice lessons, Brother Tim. We'll just, everybody stand up, hands up. Sit down, stand up, hands up. Because there's nothing to be ashamed of about raising your hands to the God who sent His Son to die for your sins. Nothing. That's why the psalmist thought it was necessary to say, praise ye the Lord. It's a specific command. He's putting it right in your lap. You can take that out. You can take that ye out. Put your name in there. Joe, praise the Lord. Brother Paul, praise the Lord. Brooke, praise the Lord. Peyton, praise the Lord. When we sit down at supper, we say, we're going to say the blessing. And we have her say it. And we teach her what to say. And teach her how to pray. And we do our prayers at night, and we say, what do you want to thank the, thank the Lord for? And she'll say, Mammy and Pappy, always first. Mammy and Pappy, it's always Mammy and Pappy. And then, you know, all the rest of us every once in a while. Teaching her now. You, you love those things you've got in life, you need to thank God for them. You praise Him. Thank Him for being good. Thank Him for dying on the cross for your sins. Who? You. Me? Yes, absolutely. A absolutely me. I'll be the first one walking here and praise Him. But you ought to come in right behind me praising Him. Every one of you, from the younger to the older, myself, Brother Marty, Megan, you've been saved, haven't you? You got saved here in this church, didn't you? You got something to praise Him for. Me too. Amen? Something to praise Him for. Say, thank the Lord for saving me. Man, that's so easy. I just did it. I don't thank the Lord for saving me. I just did it. So, oh, yeah, but it's easy for you. You're always up here talking. Nobody's flesh likes being told to shut up while I praise God. But you know what? We're all commanded to do it. Isn't it are, are we seeing it? Can you see it? Look, at, look, praise ye, the Lord, you. Psalm, one, uh, Psalm number 34 a Psalm of David, when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed, he said this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked into Him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear Him, and delivereth them. Look at verse 8. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. This passage from Psalm number 34 is a testimony. It's a testimony of a man who received the command of God to praise Him. Who knew that he was supposed to praise God. Was told to praise the Lord. But when he finally got a taste of God, he didn't have to be told. He couldn't help it. He just he got a good old case of the came helpers. And he said, man, I'll bless the Lord at all times. And then he said this, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then he said, come and praise Him with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know what he's saying? Man, if you felt what I'm feeling, you'd praise Him too. If you knew Him like I know Him, then you'd praise Him too. Amen. And if you do know Him like I do, then let us exalt His name together. Amen. That's what David said. So let me ask you this simple question. How's your praise? How's your praise? Because we need to praise Him. How are we going to get through those difficult times like David talked about there? By praising Him. When it's good, when it's hard, praise Him. At all times. I will let His praise be continually in my mouth. Let's all stand. Miss Brandy, if you'd come play softly for us. Sometimes praise is different for one person to another person, and I understand that. But there are some very specific and scriptural ways that we are all supposed to praise Him. Not everybody is going to take a lap. Not everybody is going to stand and give a 10-minute testimony. But every one of us can bless the Lord. Every one of us can lift hands in a sanctuary, praise Him with our song, How's yours? So, Brother Paul, the truth is, I just haven't really praised him like I used to. You ought to ask him to forgive you for that. It's wrong to not praise him. It's not just, well, you know, I'll do better. No, no, you need to come. You need to kneel down and you say, Lord, I'm sorry for not blessing your name and praising you like I should. God, would you help me, Lord, to praise you? Would you, would you give me the courage, God, to to overcome my shy nature, to overcome my pride, to overcome any fear, any uncertainty in God to, to stand. God, would you help me? Lord, I want to lift a hand in church. God, when we sing tonight, I, I want to lift a hand and I want to bless your name and I, I want your praise to be continually in my lips. And, and when I go out into this world, God, and I get an opportunity to tell someone about, about my life or about you, if someone says, 
How are you? God, I want to praise you then. God, will you help me to praise you? Guess what? He will. He will. He inhabits our praise. He loves you. And you know what He loves? A humble spirit. It takes humility to praise Him. Pride is the mouth that stays closed. Humble is the heart that lifts holy hands toward God. Because a humble praise is one that realizes that, my goodness, every good thing I have is from Him. Every blessing in my life, He gave it to me. Every good day, He gave me. Every meal, every breath, it's all His. He's the God of all things. Without Him, I'd have nothing. What a shame it would be for me not to praise Him. Our God in heaven, Lord, we thank You, Lord. Thank You, God, Lord, that You love us, Lord, that You died for our sins. Thank You, God, Lord, this morning that, that You've given us a sanctuary. A sanctuary, God, is a safe place where we can come together and with one voice and one heart we can lift holy hands toward heaven and praise You. Thank You, God, for... For saving us. Thank you, God, Lord, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us together in this place. Lord, for, for exalting us, God, Lord, for being so good, Lord. God, thank you for forgiving our sins, God, when we fail you, Lord. Thank you for... God, every, every soul on earth, God, faces good and faces bad. God, thank You that You're a friend that sticketh closer than any brother. Thank You, Lord, that You, you promised You'd never leave us nor forsake us. Thank You, God, Lord, that when we are weak, You're made strong. Thank You, God, that when we fail You, Lord, that You don't turn us away. You love us. Thank You for, for Your Son. Thank you for the cross. We praise you, Lord. We praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for listening to the Calvary Road Baptist Church podcast. If you would like to learn more about our church in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, you can find the link to our website in the show notes to www.calvaryroadbaptistchurch.com. We're so thankful that you've taken the time to listen to today's sermon, and we hope that the Lord will use it to edify you in the faith. If you'd like to help spread the word about this podcast, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, or by telling a friend. Thank you again, and have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.